But hello. Yes, this is Uncle. We're we're a film. <laughs> we're a film podcast. <laughs> a podcast. Um, um, or radio, depending on if you're listening to us live. Yes, Sammy unfortunately isn't here with us today, but we have Anna Haney and myself. Who who is myself? And myself is Arushi. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna start off by talking about some new stuff that we've been looking at. Haney. Do you have anything on your mind? Am I starting? Yes, Um, you are. Well, I think, in fact, I think you should start because you're going to a very fun event tomorrow. Oh, right. That is true. Yes. (laughs) Keep setting me up for these. Um, I'm just not that interesting. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're right. Um, No. (laughs) Um, So tomorrow I'm going to... Well, one of my friends actually got me this ticket to go to an Evil Dead concert. So Evil Dead is a film, and they're playing live to film in concert Mm. because it's Halloween. Yes, and very thematic. Yeah, very on point to the theme. So Haney was telling me some fun Halloween stories because we all have those. Oh, um... So I didn't actually grow up in Australia and I was in Canada for a very short amount of time and there's always old ladies who feel like it's their job to raise children (laughs) properly so they give out healthy snacks instead of uh, candies. So I got like a bag of raisins and candied apples that were way too hard to like bite into mm. on the two Halloweens that I went trick-or-treating. But yeah, um, I don't Canadians, know. Canadians, am I right? I mean, look, they're looking out for each other. They are. They're... I mean, she's looking out for your health, but <laughs> yeah, also it's like nice. a maple syrup candy wouldn't have hurt. I mean, that's more like a winter thing when it's like super cold and you throw maple syrup on the snow and then it freezes and then you crack it up like toffee and then you eat it. It's lit. It's great. (laughs) It tastes exactly like maple syrup, so it's not all that special, but it's cold and hard. Just throwing maple syrup (laughs) on the ice. It's the the novelty factor. Exactly. Yeah. I had a similar experience when I was little and this dude, we were going trick or treating. This dude came out and he's just like, he looked really normal. He's like, oh, hello, you know, pulls out a candy bar, like a Cadbury chocolate bar. And we think, oh, you know, he's going to give us a chocolate bar. Like a whole chocolate bar. No, (laughs) pulls out the little blocks from the chocolate and just separates them. And gives us like four blocks each, and I'm just like. So you just had like oh. loose change like of chocolate. He just wasn't prepared for he Halloween, just, and he didn't know what to do. So maybe. he got his one candy bar and goes, "I guess I have to give this to all of the children that come, and I have to ration it as yeah. much as possible." I never went trick or treating again. I was That's just like warm, cho- warm chocolate. That's the thing though, because Halloween in Australia yeah, is during summer, summer yeah. and it's kind of terrible, but like, I don't know. If you lived in like any other parts of the world, maybe it's too cold to wear like sexy Halloween costumes. Oh, right. So, like, yeah. It oh, depends on what you want to wear or what you want to be during yeah. Halloween. I just want to be a person who gets normal chocolate. Like, <laughs> I just want to get food. I just want to eat chocolate Cheap that isn't out of this man's hands. 
Um, but what I'm really excited about, and a couple of my friends are keen on as well, is Scorsese's new film, The Irishman. Oh, yeah. Irish, yeah. It's like over three hours long. I know. <laughs> like, okay, I'm not even, I'm not even surprised. I'm used to Bollywood movies that go oh, for like okay. 10 hours. That's, so I'm that's like, fair, I right. can stomach this one. Right, right. But a killer cast and then Scorsese putting it on Netflix around I think 27th of November I heard this is gonna be like his last film what yeah you can't break that type of news I don't think he's like retiring Mm. but he might he said something along the lines of like this might be the last film I'm ever directing Mm. by the way Marvel movies are bad (laughs) (laughs) I think it was kind of like the pretense before he made like that comment Mm. but um yeah. How do you feel about Marvel movies? I saw your little Facebook post today. Oh, what did I say? Oh, <laughs> well, I what don't know. What did you say, Haiti? Tell I everyone. I said. <laughs> so, um, just like a little bit of overview of what we're actually going to be talking about today. We're going to be um, talking about Her, the film from 2013, mm-hmm. directed and written by Spike, Spike Jones. Jonesy? Jones? <laughs> I'm gonna let you deal with that one. And I made like a bit like a bit of a comment that Joaquin Phoenix is now like an indie hit actor turned into comic book film actor, very much similar to Scarlett Johansson because I feel like she wasn't all that well known either before Black Widow mm. I would say but she was but like a different type yeah but of in film. a different way she yeah. was like the girl in Lost in Translations she yeah, was exactly. the girl she was the very young girl in like Ghost World and stuff mm. so like yeah, I was just like, oh, in the end, maybe all the movies that are playing in cinema are going to be Disney-owned or superhero films <laughs> with, like, the occasional Pixar animated films every now and then. So, yeah, cinema is a dying art, guys. Oh, How do no. you feel? <laughs> oh, it's bold comments. <laughs> no, that's just a, just a little bit of an edge just coming from me. <laughs> Just some concern. Maybe you should write to the board. Maybe I should. I'll write an article in, like, The Guardian or something. Exactly. Well, speaking of her, we are talking about her yes. today. And just a little overview. It... Oh, what... Oh, just what a film. I just, I, oh, yes, what a film. So amazing. My friend recommended it to me, and that's why I wanted to bring it um, to the recommendation. Kind of platform. Yeah. I know, right? And it's... Um, so an overview is um, it's a film about Theodore, who is played by Joaquin Phoenix, the one and only. Oh, he's, he's good in every single role. Oh, he's great. He's a great actor. Jeez, yeah. yeah. And um, so he is struggling to be happy again after the possibility of kind of divorcing his wife and ultimately f- ends up falling in love with his operating system called Samantha. And it's not as weird as you think when you actually like watch the film. Um, There's a lot more weird things. It's, like, yeah, that's like that's the least on. weird. Yeah. That you get used the to. The least like, of oh, your yeah. concern, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, you're just talking to good old Samantha, you know. Yeah, and it's just like if you were dating Siri, except yeah. if like, Siri was Ooh. more advanced. <laughs> if Siri could sense any emotion you had, yeah. <laughs> um, and it kind of involves the human condition and how... I just saw... I didn't see it as a love story of romance, or a romance, but, like, mm. 500 Days of Summer. It was kind of like a journey of self-discovery. 
and him kind of finding his path to be happy and have a purpose without the need for someone else kind of being being dependent on someone else and um yeah that's i had what did you guys think about the film yeah this is one of my favorite films yeah ever i reckon um it's yeah it's just lovely isn't it and it's sad yeah. but yeah, it's also kind sad. of like in weird ways heartwarming yes. and it's really nice to see that balance and it's very tender it's very the tender way. yeah I like agree. you just want to give Hawking a little cuddle a full like, hug. oh my god please but then <laughs> I don't know and then you realize you're all so lonely and then yeah. you have to work <laughs> on yourself That's and true. like it's there's a lot of things going on. I feel like this is that one movie where yeah. no one is perfect mm-hmm. and that character of being imperfect plays so well with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's very dialogue heavy. Like sometimes it would be just like one shot of Joaquin Phoenix just like lying, lying in his bed, bed yeah. and he's talking yeah. for like ages. But you don't feel bored or like um you just yeah. you're super engaged with what he's talking about, and it's because it's so picturesque as well. Like you, the cinematography is so oh, amazing. It's the pretty. colors yeah. are so pretty. It's very warm, but it's like a very detached, cold world. Yeah, which is a very nice, striking, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, contrast. We just can't get over how beautiful that film is, and mm. um, I'll just get right into it. It's. It's amazing how the automation of all these emotions are portrayed as well. And I think that's where we're slowly leading to. Everything's just becoming so electronic, you know? Oh, right, yeah. Even emotions, it's kind Mm. of... That's the one thing humans have that they hold on to, but even that, like, artificial intelligence is starting to develop. Yeah, it's kind of like the opening scene where Theodore is writing an incredibly heartfelt letter... But yeah. you, they span, they pan out, and they show like an office full of like five, six dozen people, yeah. all reading like very like emotional letters. Yeah. So in a way that emotions are mass produced, and it's I kind of like an irony. They're kind of outsourced. But it's also yeah. like controlling <laughs> them. I feel like it's also like people being like, I like everyone has emotions, but mm. in this way, in the way that they talk about in the film, you have some control over what you experience and your mm. kind of emotions, right. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. As yeah. opposed to yeah. like in everyday life where it just kind of batters at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even it's so significant where he works as well. Because mm. like he works at this so, at this place where it's, you, just ha- you just have to be so in touch with your emotions and mm invested in what you're doing Mm. but he's just like so his lack of self-awareness in terms of his own kind of issues or his emotions is is crazy like the even when he says they're just letters you know to um the guy from who chris pratt Pratt. (laughs) yeah when i saw him i was like chris pratt's in this film what yeah he looks like the chris pratt from the office (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) Um, yeah, even when he says to Chris Pratt, they're just letters. Like, yeah. and but the amount of emotion he puts into them, you know, he kind of restricts any emotional engagement from not only to other people, mm. with other people, but from himself as well because he got hurt once. Yeah. It's kind way. of interesting, though, because I think it also is a comment on how masculinity works oh, in, like, sure. a society of, I guess, like, sensitive people 
because I really can't remember Chris Pratt's character name, so I'm sorry, but Chris Pratt says, like, oh, you've yeah. got a woman got a in woman you. In you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that's a compliment. Yeah, yeah, he's like, that's a com- dude, that's a compliment. <laughs> and um, it was just kind of like the idea that women are capable of being sensitive and mm. if a man is being sensitive sure it can be good but it's like a relatively yeah. feminine quality 100%. or he can only be yeah. sensitive with a woman yeah as well which we see mm. with him and samantha and that's that's reflected again in the alien when it's just he's just like oh what you pussy sorry yeah. i'm sorry for saying that <laughs> But that's what he's oh, the alien. He was oh, just like, the, yeah. I was thinking who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The alien just kind of went off and he's like, No, that's not That's kinda that's kinda funny though, because it was like It was Spike a, Jones's um voice. Yeah, actually. yeah, it was him. Yeah. Apparently he loved the role so much he was just like in character when she, yeah. he was like giving out <laughs> instructions and stuff. But yeah, and then that's another barrier to you know, him becoming sensitive is society's mm. kind of view. Yeah. on masculinity and mm. how men are not allowed yeah. to be you sensitive. can't do both sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, him on his own is just... the is Obviously, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's acting is so amazing that even when he doesn't have any dialogue, he's just so superbly kind of expresses that um, desperation mm. that is, you know, all that kind of love that he's yearning for he's so desperate for this human emotion and some sort of connection but he's not really willing to make any changes for it until the very end right he also doesn't yeah. know how yeah because he's yeah he's also just been he's just grown up with this one girl mm. his whole life mm-hmm. and he's just used to that status quo yeah and he's just kind of like covering up the loss of his emotion with like another person mm. almost it's kind of like that thing where it's coping mechanism yeah you know how people sometimes they go through like a really bad breakup and it's like i'm not looking for anything serious yeah <laughs> super casual but then you realize he yeah. does because then when samantha's kind of the possibility of losing mm. samantha and he's just like really having a meltdown even yeah. through like running yeah. down the subway and yeah. very Act of desperacy. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting is like the their relationship, Samantha and um, Theodore's, which is kind of sparks the question. It's like, to what extent can you forego physical contact to oh. maintain a social relationship? See, I thought it was kind of like everyone's got an insecurity, mm-hmm. even this like metaphysical being who was Samantha and her insecurity is that she doesn't have a body and because she like projects that out into the relationship Mm -hmm. physical contact becomes like a really important thing so like otherwise I didn't really think um, like other relationships really had to comment on like to what extent should you have intimacy Mm. or like I don't know, like, how soon should you have intimacy? Yeah. I didn't really think that was, like, a problem until Samantha made it a problem until for Samantha, herself. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think, again, that's why... That goes both ways. It's, like, not only does, you know, Theodore... To what extent does Theodore expect physical intimacy, mm. but also to what extent does Samantha? Yeah. And, yeah, that's always really interesting to see. Yeah, and even, like, the girl, the, the surrogate of, mm-hmm. like, their relationship Isabella she was like she also had a lot of insecurities of her own she wanted to be a really like big part of this beautiful relationship that yeah 
according to her, is like non-judgmental and they just loved each other unconditionally. It doesn't have anything to do with physical contact. Mm. And that's why she wanted to like step in and be a part of that like loving environment. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, maybe maybe physical contact is important because she's willing to be a surrogate, mm. which like Samantha is lacking. And yeah, it's interesting on like, I guess like it depends on people's take. Like if we, for us, like to our personal context, it's gonna def- depend on how, how we much see the value. It and yeah, stuff. yeah. I think it is interesting. I think I, I agree that it, a lot of it is about the lack of intimacy in their relationship, and not not only on her part, but definitely on his part. I think yeah. there's mm-hmm. like when you when he cares about her, he wants to reach out and touch her. Mm. to express that further that he can't do and that's Mm. kind of normal and human yeah exactly it goes it goes very it goes to the very core of like Mm. the human animalistic nature where like touch or feel is just very base desire exactly yeah it's like you don't really question but as soon as they're taken away it seems really like shocking and Mm. yeah it seems like a definite lacking Yeah, yeah exactly and um one thing was interesting where you know how samantha's kind of thoughts are programmed but evolve much like that Theodore's thoughts have been programmed as well by his circumstances yeah. um, because you know his circumstances of a failed marriage have programmed his thoughts to kind of become very very one having a one-track mind where he's just mm. like I can't be happy again where one of the quotes yeah. was when he said I've felt everything I'm ever going to feel oh yeah and that was just like was so it broke my heart because you know he's he's already given up he's persistent on the idea that he's not allowed yeah. or not mm. deserving to feel anything because he was so dependent mm. on his ex-wife yeah and because of that I guess both of them are kind of you know computed in a way and are evolving in a way as well so I mm. thought that was an interesting Yeah, concept. I I very much found that like as soon as like their relationship, which as I was saying before, mm-hmm. be- didn't become an issue. The fact that she was a computer very quickly, and I think a lot of that has to do with the same. Like she was very much portrayed as a human. Mm-hmm. She yeah. had a soul. She spoke yeah. like a human. She had all of that. Which, yeah, yeah. And using a renowned actress like Scarlett mm. Johansson, mm. you can imagine this person is already attractive. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Yeah. You can picture, the, like, you can picture, her. picture the voice yeah. as a person, yeah. as a whole person, and yeah. as, like, a desirable person. Yeah, which and that's why And her handwriting is all yeah. nice and, like, yeah. elven. Yeah, and, cursive. <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, I can't... Okay, you're a computer, but I can't... Uh, granted, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what was really interesting was as he becomes more self-aware... Mm he is able to solve other people's issues and he becomes happier Mm. or he tries to solve other people's issues rather than becoming kind of self-involved and wallowing in his own pity because you know when he becomes happier with samantha and he has that little date Mm. then he's able to go and you know when she when he's told that um the woman i forgot her name is played by um who is played by who which woman are you talking about Oh, uh, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Yeah, I love her. I know. She's so great in the film. Yeah. And Amy Adams is telling him that um, she's about to get a divorce. Uh, that kind of... He's actually able to handle that mm. and comfort her, which I don't yeah. think he would have done. It's like if, the other way around. Usually he's yeah. the one to reach out for comfort and, like, ask other people to support him. But yeah. this time she, he was, like, a genuinely good listener. Yeah. As he becomes more self-aware. Okay, so... 
we're going to keep talking about some themes because there's way too much to unpack mm. in this film. So, Anna, yes. what did you think? Gosh, what did I think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think the... I don't know. <laughs> Someone else go. Oh, um, I will probably talk about what makes human human sort mm-hmm. of a thing. I guess, like, the idea of... Um, it really reminded me of Ghost in the Shell, if you guys have seen either the original or the new movie. It's basically about, like, a cyborg, but she always questions what makes her, I guess, like, not human when she can function just as well as a human. Yeah. Also, interestingly, I think, yeah, the new one, the live-action one, is played by Scarlett Johansson. Oh, so she's okay. like she's she's all her two point She's she's doing she loves doing these yeah. psychological films. I think. And you know how um, uh, I was gonna say Catherine, but Samantha. Um, Samantha says like, oh, I can't really write poetry or something like that. When um, Theodore was like, oh, you should make some edits on my letters, and she was a little hesitant. Um, Later, I found out that that's a reference to the Turing test, which is kind of like depicting whether an AI is capable of thinking for itself or not. Because when someone was like developing the test, he asked the AI to like write a write like literature for him. And then they were like, oh, I don't do poetry. Oh, (laughs) oh, okay. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty interesting because I think Samantha is possibly the most human character in the film. Mm. Would you agree? I would agree with that. Yeah, because she's she's like a, she's new to this emotional yeah. world and she's developing all these emotions. Yeah, and especially because everyone like, else turbulent has shut them almost. down. Yeah, mm. so like she's the only one who hasn't like put barriers up yeah. around oh, things. My favorite was you know I can't she, when she said I can't I don't have an explanation for why I love you. It's just a feeling, and I trust in my feeling. Oh yeah, which is like. Girl, humans can't even do that. (laughs) Truth, humans don't even know how to do that. Mm. That's I agree with you on that. And um, it's it's weird how it's kind of unsettling how humans, especially in that film, find it hard to make connections with other humans, but find it so easy to make connections with electronic devices. So it's Mm. like, and he he's able to do so because she's perfectly tailored to him so that kind of poses the question i kind of get it though because yeah they're tailored to suit the users yeah almost. that's that's exactly why so that's why it poses mm. the question like how do people humans with imperfect conditions or the imperfect human experience find people in real life in our world yeah to outside of her world to you know suit each other mm. when they're not exactly tailored to yeah. you so that's kind of unsettling to think that, about that made me think because while i was watching her all i was thinking was like dang all these people really like talking about themselves mm. they really like talking about their own problems like even when theodore went on a date with that chick he's like talking about the video game that he's playing mm. and the girl's like uh-huh anyway when i went to volunteer yeah it's not a conversation it's <laughs> yeah. just you two kind of talking at each other yeah which is what he said his mum did as well so mm. it's just 
repeating that behavior. I think it of... is a very much recurring theme throughout the movie. But, you know, like electronics, they don't have experiences on their own. And they're pretty much made to like listen to you and exactly. kind of like serve as like, I guess, whatever suits you. So Samantha's there and she's an excellent listener. <laughs> Samantha's there. Yeah, she's there. She's, she's listening sitting. to good old Theodore being yeah. like, yeah, well, what if you do this? And like yeah. she throws some suggestions and he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't really like people. And he's like, oh, I'll just do it anyway. <laughs> and everything goes well. Yeah. And I just think, I don't know, if only our world also had an AI that could decomplicate problems like that. One day, I think. One day. That would but be then again, scary. like what are we kind of jeopardizing? Yeah, there's this thing that completely understands us, but mm. I feel like to have the perfect human experience and to experience love fully, you need to have some sort of pain. Not not like kill me Ooh. pain. Oh, <laughs> Interesting. Got a little philosophical. Yeah. <laughs> but you need to have some sort of, you know, like to know that you're alive, you know? Uh-huh. It's like jump off a cliff once or twice. It can't be too no. easy, <laughs> Do not jump every, off a cliff. Every now and then. <laughs> every now and then to feel something. Interesting. Am I Theodore? I think, I think we all we have are, a Theodore, all Theodore within us, yes. It's like I just want to feel something, I jump off a cliff, like whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. I, th- mm, I think all the characters were very imperfect, and they've all got issues. They were all lonely. They're out there looking for someone who is catered for them, mm. but that obviously doesn't happen because people are their own people, mm. sort of a thing. And yeah, it makes you think how lonely the world that we're living in is. Mm. But also, like, what he goes out and finds is, is something that we have as well like we do mm. have some level more of that connection yeah and of it, it's more of a warning i think to mm. like where oh, we could yeah. be going yeah if and you numb yeah. yourself exactly. to all emotion if we follow down the yeah. technology path and mm. we don't yeah. value community and individual relationships then yeah. that's where we'll arrive but it is based in future it is kind of like yeah, yeah. science fiction like soft sci-fi yeah so it could totally happen and even like when you see people getting on the subway and stuff everyone's like talking but they're not talking to each other they're talking to their os's yeah have you ever been on the train just in melbourne and you'll like look at everyone and see how many people aren't on some form of technology yeah oh i do that all the time it's my favorite thing to do i just look up and i'm like (laughs) someone could get hit i literally cannot you wouldn't you'd miss it yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly like so violent today, God. But, so it's definitely yeah. based in mm. like today, but I think it's, yep. everything's like accentuated mm. to some kind of like yeah, it's yeah, exaggerated. It's not like technology is the demon of our future. It's not like that. It's more like oh, we should be careful of how we value community, sort yeah, of thing. and, and how we use it, yeah, and what we let technology do. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely a factor, and. It's so, it's weird because while he doesn't let himself feel, is it because of his ex-wife or is he just innately that person? Because he, you know, that's that's why him and his ex-wife broke up as well because he just tried to cover up her kind of mood swings and whatever else he mm. said she had through just, you know, throwing medicine in her face, kind of. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that made me sad. So it's like, yeah. is, it a, is, it, is that him now? Is he that now because he's he's so f- scared of being vulnerable and has some sort of fear of rejection, or is that always been him? 
maybe maybe he's not like the hero of the film that we think he is yeah plot twist no because you know like people all have their downsides and in the worst situations you might like i don't know like make your significant other want to do something else that they want don't want to do it's kind of like Mm. when they had like the little divorce paper signing like dinner um Rooney Mara was like, oh, you always wanted me to be this, like, L.A. wife who doesn't complain about anything. Yeah. And that kind of is Samantha. Samantha. Samantha, she doesn't have any issues, human issues at least. Mm. But when she starts developing them, he starts running away. Like, when she starts... Oh, yeah, that's true. When she starts getting jealous or when she starts getting clingy, he starts to run away. I mean, I know um, Theodore is meant to be, like, the person that we, like, sympathize Mm. and empathize with. But when um, his ex-wife is like, I'm sorry, you can't handle real emotions and you keep, like, running away Mm. and, like... I'm sorry you have to be with an OS because you can't handle real relationships. Yeah. And then he got really mad. But, like, on the inside, I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, Yeah, it's <laughs> she's telling the truth, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I think it was interesting how, like, Samantha said that she, like, she started off at this base point, but then she was learning and continuing mm. to learn. But obviously she was learning from him. Yeah. Like, yeah. she he was her only real experience mm-hmm. in that way. That's true. And, and so he taught her everything then yeah. became yeah. an issue? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah, it's like how she was like, oh, I picked up the sign from you. Yeah, and mm. he got he got annoyed by this little thing she did when, you know, under that it's was not tiny, the underlying reason. Thing, yeah. the, the reason was, okay, you're a computer and my ex-wife was right, I can't handle human emotion, yeah. but I'm going to project <laughs> it onto you pretty much. Oh, yeah. oh Theodore. What are some... I think, I guess you could call them technicalities that we picked up on. (laughs) I think the only one, like, really, the only one was colour. Colour. They just, Mm -hmm. I couldn't even focus on anything else. The Mm colour was crazy and the colour palettes that they were using and how it changed Mm and it was pretty. It was beautiful. It was so so picturesque. (laughs) So, like, you almost, like, ignore the little social issues that are happening or, like, the personal issues. You're like, wait, he's wearing a red shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Which which is interesting. And you're just like, oh, red's the colour of love. So he's probably, but, you know, it's like, also, it kind of just makes him stand out from the crowd because there's people wearing red, but it's often a lighter shade Mm. of red. Mm. Um, It's like this this area of just conformity and mm. beautiful calm colors and then he comes in with his red and this kind of then you realize that everyone has the same kind of emotional or red emotional baggage mm-hmm. and oh it's interesting how like after he sees samantha that's the f- oh after he kind of gets along with oh my samantha. gosh i just realized samantha's red too yeah samantha's yeah. red too but also after he sees samantha that's the first time he actually wears a different color like a different pastel yeah. But then, yeah. I know he wore, like, a yellow near the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, was, I and know he's ha- with his daughter yeah, when he was wearing a yellow. Yeah. And yeah. the daughter is also wearing, like, a red, red. slash or- orange yeah. yellow. That warm shade. So all the color palettes in these, um, in the scenes are nice and warm. But there's always, like, a colder interior. Mm-hmm. And I think... 
Yeah, I think I read somewhere that there isn't a scene. So all every single shot in here, all two hours and five minutes of it, there's always some sort of red and yellow in there. Mm. And that's just kind of to counteract with the cold technology because people always associate it with very cold metallic colors mm. and to give it like a more human edge they incorporated reds and yellows in there yeah that's oh, that's that's interesting and then mm. even even with the light like his home is just engulfed by darkness and like very blue toned um kind of hues it's kind of that hyper modern Back. Yeah, 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 and um, one of my Soul friends mentioned that. that his his house is at a high rise, which is like in complete kind of isolation oh, from the world, which is a really interesting point. Yeah, and so it's just that idea of how, and then whenever he goes into flashbacks, he's just his whole home and his world is engulfed by so much light. And yeah, like and they're all they're all natural lighting. It's yeah, all sunlit. Yeah, looks all whimsical yeah. and nice. And exactly. I just found out that um, the filming location was in Shanghai. Mm. So yeah. So all Shanghai the skyline. Yeah. So it was meant to be like a very high tech environment, and that's why they chose that location. Mm. And if you look hard enough, some of the signs are in Chinese and stuff. Mm. So I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I guess like you know, um, I don't know which part of America would be but like apart from New York or like the Silicon mm. Valley I wouldn't see I wouldn't expect to see all that much like of a skyline with a lot of tall buildings yeah so it was a good choice without like smog and whatever else um the what I okay I'm reading into this one mm. but when he picks up the headphones and yep. his glasses fall down in the very no one's gonna write this is me just like no no give, one, give us the film the, theory <laughs> the absurd film theory or the kind of it was kind i felt like it was kind of a metaphor when he picks up the headphones and his glasses on the other end fall down it might have literally just been joaquin phoenix acting in that happening uh-huh. without any you know i'm trying to remember much, so. which part is, is that the, the part very where he's start? running oh yeah is that the very start yeah and i'm thinking i'm like in my head about it It was like three in the morning and i was like wait what if it's like how humans are losing perspective because of the advancement of technology and it's just like <laughs> to the next level I, this was 3 a.m no thoughts. like i i love it maybe it is maybe it they is. always sneak in those yeah. kind of like super subtle clues yeah but that's that's super just like visual imagery. that is super like 3 a.m i'm like got four coffees i'm that's what i'm thinking about i'm like wait oh. yeah and it's just like losing the perspective no, to emotion yeah. in humans because technology comes in but oh. you know that's a bit far-fetched but you know Spike, if you want to hit me up and let me know. Yeah, if this film theory is correct, let us know. You know where to find us. <laughs> Just close our location. Uh, there, it's funny how like there was underlying comedic elements as well through editing. Oh, it was very funny. Yeah, yeah it was just the funniest part was this. Oh, one of the funniest parts was when um, having this really explicit moment at the start with the with like the kitten lady? or something oh the, the cat yeah oh yeah. yeah having this really weird explicit experience and then it's just like really loud and then it just cuts to him walking just like nonchalantly <laughs> through the yeah. through the corridors like nothing this is happened. a hard cut yeah but very, it also ends yeah. very abruptly yeah she's like, yeah. like okay goodbye and he's like he's like bye all I got right. yeah yeah, yeah. she's and like all right i'm done i got yeah. my fix bye i got my fix bye <laughs> 
pretty much. And um, I really like... Oh, it was interesting how prior to his life, prior to Samantha, his life was so disorganised and that was so that was definitely reflected through the production design because his house was kind of... All cluttery. Minimalist, but all... But like, minimalist clutter. Yeah. 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 Just, like, random stuff everywhere. I think it's just the colour. It was very, like, white and yeah. sterile to a yeah. certain extent. Very sterile. Yeah. It At least to me, warm. that's how it felt. Yeah. Yeah. And I really liked how um, the beach scene. Oh, that just made me want to go to the beach. I know. And I'm more so of funny. a rain person. But like, oh. it made me want to go to the beach. And just the music was amazing. And then you just have, like, crowds and crowds of people, mm. but it's just him and her in this yeah, bubble. Yeah, you're sharing the yeah. moment together. Which is probably because of, like, also, like, cinematography because of pulling focus to them. Right. But also, like, you're, like, you only see them because it's so overwhelmed with other people. people yeah. You, like, choose. If it was one they or two, you, yeah. yeah. Mm. If it was one or two, you'd just be like, oh, yeah, what other people? Yeah. But yeah, I do um, remember during the beach scene, it just made me a little anxious because of how many people there were. Mm. And you know how they were like, oh, what if you lost all your memories and you saw a human <laughs> figure for the, for the first time? And they zoom in on like on the arm body hairs yeah. and, like, and like wrinkles on the knees and yeah. it just like cut to cut. I was like, oh, that's why I forgot beaches actually have people there. Yeah. <laughs> it made me not want to go to the beach. It's a public place. <laughs> People, like, oh. pee in the beach. Oh, you don't know what's God. in there. <laughs> yeah, and that was ironic because, like, she doesn't have any body parts and then they literally zoom into all these oh, that's right. body parts yeah. that other people have. And there's a lot of close-ups of Theodore's face as well. We're mm. really trying to get in on how this man's feeling because he doesn't even know himself. Mm. And so the camera's like, wait, let me try and figure it out. Yeah, so that's cool. I I like that the camera is kind of also the character. It's always peering at Joaquin Phoenix's face Mm. to really get a capture of his emotions. And Mm. there isn't really a lot of um, explicit close-ups, but when there are, Mm. it's just his face, like, filling up the screen. Exactly, and that's why it's meaningful, because there's... It's sparing, like, it's done every now and then. Yeah. It's not, like, every single shot, like, in Mother. I don't know if you guys seen Mother. The the, the Darren Aronofsky one oh, with okay. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, no. Yeah. Was that good? Did you like that? Uh, <laughs> it was good, yeah. like, film-wise, but I didn't like it because it was too, like, I don't know. It was biblical in, like, an atheist way. Oh. Yeah, okay. that was I'll the whole idea because it was like meant to be retelling God and like mother nature and Jennifer Lawrence's mother nature. It's very metaphorical. Yeah, was it? it's okay. very like um there's no real story. It's just like I don't know. Sometimes it just felt like shock factor. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't like it all that much. But it's Aronofsky, so like watch. whatever. Oh, we'll give it a watch. Oh. It is actually boiling in this room, by the way. It's, the it's, if we sound warm. sleepy, that's why. Yeah, it's like 4,500 degrees, so... I would say that's accurate. <laughs> that is possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, getting back to her, what I thought was really interesting was um, the montages. And it was like... Because they didn't have any dialogue mm. and kind of just had this sound... It was like a psychedelic experience for Theodore and almost like it's sort of escapism into mm. 
into not thinking because of the because of the lack of dialogue. I feel like I how I interpreted it was this thing of him not being able to th- overthink his um, his lack of emotion or overthink situations mm. to jeopardize his relationship with Samantha. And so often when you see them, he's he's most happiest I believe like in the montages when he's not thinking about you know the it, detriment of yeah. a loss. It's also really similar to how, like, you remember experiences, Mm. the way it comes across, because it's just, like, these little snippets of, like, the best part, you know? Yeah. It's really lovely. Of the best parts of however... And that's why, like, memories to him, I believe, are so important, because he's continuously going back and forth with them. He kind of lives in the past. He's always thinking about, like, um, him and Catherine and just, like hanging out in the office just having them in an embrace and he's like lifting his daughter up everything's all sunlit and it looks beautiful because that's how he prefers to remember it Mm. Um, but those are the only bits of memory that he would revisit not the things that are kind of like detrimental to him yeah and he likes to control he likes control over Mm. kind of I guess his partner and you know his own his memories as well and that's why like Samantha's perfect for him <laughs> because she's a, you're, he's able to exercise this control yeah and, that's true yeah and I, Amy Adams' co- like costume I would say was really interesting because it she dresses she's put in outfits that are generally accepted as you know more masculine with the shirt collars mm. and Oh, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, I I read that I read it somewhere that he, she was put into costumes that were more male oriented, which right. I don't uh, I wear collar shirts. It's not like I mean, yeah. That's well, how society, <laughs> you know, Maybe sees something it. changed that in like the next 50 years so like the future world the future they're living in the are... in the backward society, yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> and that's so much different to how all of the women he's attempted to date dress. Mm. That's really interesting. It's just like, it's just a random yeah. kind of... It's a weird point of interest because you're yeah. sitting there like... But he kind of ends up... Not ends up with her. You don't know what happens to them. Mm. They're, they're friends again. Yeah. yeah. It just looks like they've rekindled their friendship. Yeah. I just kind of took it as she's wearing very, like, gaudy, granny-ish colours because... Mm. She's meant to be, like, almost a victim in the relationship that she used to be in with Charles. Mm -hmm. So she's always kind of, like, an afterthought, and she doesn't really stand out to all that much. Mm -hmm. But she really has, like, a deep conversation. She's capable of having deep conversations with Mm -hmm. Theodore about her emotions and such. Yeah, and then, like, if you consider the image we have of her in that film to the image we have of Samantha mm-hmm. as well, there's just such a massive gap. Yeah. Where yeah. she's kind of, like, yeah, she's almost, like, yeah, from, like, the past or some kind of... Mm. She's more homey, I think, yeah. and mm-hmm. Samantha's so, like... She's a homie. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> no. She's, she's a homie homie. She's a homie homie. No, yeah, She's more sure. homey, and then Samantha's very, like... She's kind of sensual. Mm. Yeah. She's more like... She she's very, like, sexy, but in this, mm. like... I don't know. She's, she's like clean a, and yeah. sterile yeah. and computerised way. Yeah. And it's weird because they both find their solitude in each other's isolation, almost. Mm. Like, they're both very isolated, but they still find that solitude in the end with each other. 
and on yeah. their own as well to a great extent. And um, what I found was like the futuristic world is physically a utopia, but like that's visually appealing, but like emotionally just so it's like this like dystopian minefield that kind of reflects just a whole lack of emotion and complete disengagement mm. from any form of yeah. joy. Yeah, it's like because it is in the future, mm. they have all the gadgets, they have the yeah. technology to cater to human needs, but at the same time, the things that like people need to work on themselves, mm. like their own emotions and knowing how to harness their mm-hmm. mental health and such like that, those things are quite like still stigmatized and no one really talks about it, which is, I think, might be an accurate representation of, of near, near future or even today. Even today, yeah. 100% people are so afraid to talk about their emotions, especially because yeah. of the stigmatization mm. around it. Mm. But I, yeah, I completely agree. And yeah. even like, like, even his society reflects who he is as a human being because, you know, in society you have this, again, utopian society with pastels and pretty, but underneath everyone is isolated, which mm-hmm. is uncovered. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, you know, a good old Karen or whoever the office lady was. I named yep. her. Yes, I did because I forgot her name. But um, <laughs> I'm sure she, Karen works. Um, you realise, like, Karen, Karen McKenzie. It flows. That is, that is not, ac- That's not actually her name, her but... Name. <laughs> on this show that's what we're gonna call her but she falls in love with her os and you realize wait he's not the only one that's lonely it's everyone and then it's you start everyone, understanding yeah. that it's a human fault and Everyone's you're like wait lonely. is it me too i mean you start and then know. you start I think people, self-analyzing yourself i think people can like admit that they're all lonely to a certain extent yeah but then you know i feel like he found happiness in his loneliness because loneliness mm. or kind of solitude doesn't have to be a negative trait no, yeah you can be by yourself and be content yeah and that's why it reflects him because you have all these pastels and beauty but inside you don't which is theodore you know you have his beautiful ocean eyes that mm. joaquin phoenix has yeah. and then he looks calm and fine on the inside but in on the outside but on the inside he's dealing with like deteriorating self-awareness and just a lack of understanding of who he is and mm. kind of lack of vulnerability that he likes to reflect and um we another thing is the framing of the couples as well and how the couple that he's usually framed in it which one of my friends actually mentioned he's usually framed in a in a, a in isolation to the couples at all times. So whether that's Chris Pratt and his girlfriend or, you know, oh, the Amy yeah. Adams and his her, and her husband, yeah. he's always framed in isolation. Mm. And even when he's on a date with Samantha and Chris Pratt and whatever, they're, you know, on a yeah, double yeah, date, yeah, yeah. which it's always a good time with Chris Pratt. Um, <laughs> even then... He likes he, feet. Yeah, he likes... <laughs> he likes feet. A bit of a Tarantino fan. Oh, yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, he um, doesn't. He still doesn't. Um, which, by the way, love Tarantino in his films. We, we were just talking oh, okay, about that yeah, before. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, which he doesn't. Um, you know, he's still alone. Like mm. she's she's there, yeah. but she's there in his ear, in his earpiece. Right. And it's not not even her physical form. So it's like, is he gonna be forever alone? <laughs> One time when he's actually with someone, it's Amy, and that's at oh, the end. Oh, yeah, and that's the ending. So it's pretty cool. It's kind of like a wrap-up. Yeah. Yeah. 
Speaking about wrapping up. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Um, nice segue. Thank you so much. We are going to wrap up today's yes. her segment. We had a lot to consider in this movie. It's a really good one. Um, personally, uh, um, I think there's a trend to neglect emotions. and uh, or There is a trend to neglect emotions in today's society. And her makes you kind of feel grateful to be able to feel something Mm. or anything as a human being and um, it delves deep into the human psyche and why people behave the way they do and you know it kind of explains that letting yourself feel can be the worst and the best of times and it's interesting to see how everyone has a different perspective on this film's themes and technicalities and colours. Yeah. And I um, think it very much reaches a different place in each person. Yeah Yeah, and that's based off of your own personal experiences regarding love and emotion and vulnerability and that's why this is a great film to watch to understand yourself oh, I would say like self care self watch her <laughs> if you want to have self-care. a yeah if you want to have a good cry and yeah. you know oh i cried i watched this movie like 5 times and i don't think there was a time i didn't cry yeah yeah um what did you think i would a thousand percent recommend it because you know we're all a little bit lonely mm. and sometimes it's good to be in tune with the sadness in your heart yeah yeah you can't neglect it and it's it's healthy it also it makes healthy. you value the relationships around you and the people that you do yeah have. that's true yeah because yeah. Um, or else you're just living under this illusion yeah so yeah. anyone above the age of 18 i would strongly <laughs> recommend yeah. Even if you are if under, you're under if, you're, if you're okay with like I don't know the thought of like being in complete isolation oh. and a little bit of like pregnant pornography oh if you're okay with that I yeah. would <laughs> recommend well, yeah it highly. Yeah. And if you know it definitely this movie will come to you when you need it cuz it's definitely yeah. it's it it just sparks some self-awareness. Mm. And if you're at that point then watch it. Yeah. What do you think, Anna? Yeah, it's lovely. It's beautiful. It's great. Um, yeah, it's really important, and I think it's one that everyone. It's very accessible, and everyone would like it as mm-hmm. well. I think mm-hmm. like there's no fr- none of my friends I think have seen this movie and <gasps> not watch it. loved it. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> I thought you said they didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, I thought you said none of my friends have seen this movie and not loved it. Oh. Yeah, so they have you seen it. You didn't let her finish it. your sentence. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I cut you off. You're just like, what? She <laughs> I was just about you. I, I was like, Anna, move, because she's about to <laughs> wrestle you down in a sec. No, I'm wa- way too warm yeah. to wrestle anyone. So, did you want to talk about the Japanese Film Festival really quickly? Yes. So, hello, friends. I am Haney, and I am volunteering for a Japanese Film Festival. And it's from uh, November 21st to 1st of December. A lot of them are new releases, so they are like movies that are currently in screening in Japan right now. But because, you know, in Melbourne, we only get Hollywood films and blockbusters, so we don't get to see a lot of international films. So this is a great opportunity to go watch some Japanese films. And they do have like, um, like a classical section where they showcase um, films from like the 60s and stuff. And I'm really looking forward to Kwaiden, which is like an anthology of Japanese demons. And I really like their mythology. So mm. that might be something that you might want to check out. 
but beware, it is like three hours and 50 minutes long. Oh my god, that they, is a treat. They give you an intermission, I think. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. You're lucky. Maybe they let you out. I mean, if people could watch Endgame without like peeing in their pants, yeah. uh, you can watch you quiet. Can watch- <laughs> Without without having a toilet break. Yeah. Special promotion from Was Haiti. it Endgame that was long? I can't remember. I, think so. I haven't watched any of it. I mean movies. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was long, I think. Yeah. But it was like two hours and I could I could I just wanted to keep watching it. Oh okay. it's so picturesque. So Aww. you know, you you can watch this yeah. film. Yeah. yeah. On that note, we are going to leave with some recommendations for I guess some horror films because it's Halloween tomorrow. It is very spooky. Yeah. What is your recommendation, Haney? Oh my goodness. Um. So this is kind of impromptu. So I don't even remember the director's name, but there's a movie called May, mm-hmm. and it's from 2002 or something like that. The director's name is Lucky McKee, I think. Ooh. And it's about a girl who's kind of like socially awkward and she works at a vet and she, and it's loo- let's say it's very loosely um based on the tale of Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. Um so there's a little bit of like body horror, like deassembling and reassembling oh. of parts. And, and she's a very charming character. She's incredibly like so um, self unaware and so awkward with like human interactions. It's kind of like Scarface in a way because you know like there's a scene where like he takes a girl out to go see like a pornography film and he's like, I uh-huh. thought people liked watching films <laughs> <laughs> and like completely unaware no, of kind social of. norms. Yeah. It's kind of like that very charming movie, but uh, like be very like if you're squeamish, maybe don't watch it because there's mm-hmm. like glass and like eyeballs involved. But like yeah, yeah good fun. Well, on my end, I don't watch as many scary movies as I should, but um. A good old one when I enjoyed when I was little was Monster House. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love gather your little house. gather your little siblings okay. and like give them a good scare with Monster House. <laughs> uh, can I yeah. can I just say from Monster House, there's a babysitter and she's like she's like a mole goth teen. Oh I, my god! I had the biggest crush on her when I was like ten oh. years old. Oh my god! I was That's like, so "Wow, I want a goth girl I to babysit." Be- <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "She's so cool," but she had a boyfriend, and yes. I, and he was like super sleazy. But yeah, I remember yeah. Monster House; it was great. Yeah, and any Hitchcock film, maybe have like oh, a yes. Hitchcock marathon, oh or. You know what? I think that's it for me. That's it. <laughs> I reckon that's enough. Killing of a Sacred Deer. It's not horror. It's yes. thriller. I but love it is Killing of a Sacred Deer. Scary as heck. Mm-hmm. Yes. We'll mess with you. And yeah. I think it's a great yeah. Halloween watch. Or even, have you guys watched Parasite? No. Which that, one? The Korean the one? The Korean one. I have. That is a th- emotional. It was a bit of an emotional Very thriller. Tense. It takes you on a journey. It's yes. just like a comedy and then it's a drama and then it's like... I watched it three times, yeah, <laughs> and it I, only came out this year. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. That's an effort. That yeah. is nice. Well, yeah, you I know, gotta, gotta encourage the Korean film industry. That's it, that's it. And that's why you should give it a watch. I mean, yes. if you're into social thillers, because that oh, scares yeah. me more than, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, a yeah, monster or like, like a, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. or something. Reality yeah. is scarier than yeah. any monster. <laughs> <laughs> 
the reality of being alone. <laughs> and that on that, on that depressing note, no, no, um, it's not depressing. No, it's not sad. I think it's I we're think a very realist uh, group of people. We're just we're realist dreamers. Oh, that's you know nice. that's. Are we starting a band after I this? I think we might be. Let's do it. Anyways, uh, yeah, it was. This was her. And um, yes. we'll see you again e- next year, I guess. Yes. Yeah. So for our um, next happy, part happy of the New encore. Year, happy guess. New Year. Merry Christmas. Merry happy Christmas. Halloween. And any other um, festivities that you guys celebrate. celebrate. Yes. And we will be leaving you. Until March. <laughs> Until March. <laughs> They're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, right. guys. Bye. Take care.